promises are true today, dear God. Amen. We serve a God who said in His Word that anything we ask in His name, amen, would be done. Amen. Anything we ask in His name. A lot of people think that's symbolism when He says that if we ask for that mountain to be moved and thrown into the sea. But I'm telling you today, if God desires for a literal mountain to be thrown into the sea, it will happen. Amen. It will happen. God will move mountains and earth for us. I really believe that today. If you've got a problem today, I believe that God's wanting to move your mountain today. God's wanting to move that only for you today in this place today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we praise you. God, we're thankful, God, for your presence today, dear God. We're thankful for all that you are and all that you do, God, Lord. Lord, you are so wonderful, God. You are so faithful, God. Lord, we're so thankful, God, that your promises today are true, God. That anything you say, God, Lord, will be done on this earth, God. Nothing can hold it back. Nothing can hold it back, God. Hallelujah, God. We're so thankful today, God, that you said no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God. We're so thankful for that, God. Lord, we ask you to have your way in this place. Bless your church, God. Bless your children, God. Bless your message, God, Lord. Bless it all today, dear God, in your name, God, so that you may get glory and you may get honor and you may get praise, God, in this place, God, so that your name may be exalted, God. Hallelujah, God. Have your way in this place, God. Thank you, God, for what you're doing, God, in this place, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, God. Amen and amen again. Hallelujah. Give God a hand clap of praise today. Amen. He's good. Amen. He is a good God. You can be seated. We're going to dismiss our children at this time. Amen. 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 So thankful for all of you to join today. Amen. Thankful for this worship team up here today. They're missing some pieces today, but they just do a wonderful job. They always just step up. Whenever pieces are missing like that, then they just do a wonderful job. So thankful for that. As I said, our pastor is not here today. He was supposed to preach today. You know how he is. He'll spring something on you last minute. And uh, he'll know something about it three years ahead of time, but he's going to tell you about it three days ahead of time. That's, that's the way he is. But we love him and we miss him. And uh, if you haven't uh, been on Facebook or if you're not a part of Facebook, they went down there for a wonderful reason. And uh, just uh, thankful for that. Uh, and I'll let them share that with you later. I don't want to do that if you haven't already heard. But uh, today we're going to be speaking on hope. And uh, speaking on hope today. And uh, if you're a Georgia fan, you know about hope, right? right? Uh, we have it every year. Every year we have hope. And every year it is just ripped out of our hands. And so are our hearts. But that's okay. That's okay. We're going to keep moving on. We're going to keep moving on. Amen. Amen. Today uh, we're going to be studying on a, well this week actually as, a, as I said Pastor Mark kind of surprised me a little bit so I started praying about what I would speak on today and I began to see articles and things about Advent and uh, I didn't know what Advent was, didn't have a clue what Advent was so uh, it kind of piqued my interest a little bit and intrigued me a little bit. I've seen those little calendars, you ever seen those little calendars, those Advent calendars and I've seen those around but I've never really looked up what Advent was. Advent is actually celebrated by many denominational churches, but never a church that I've been a part of. So I didn't know I have a clue what Advent was. So I went back and I studied a little bit. Advent means coming. And it's a time where people celebrate the coming of God. It's a time of expectation, amen. It's a time of preparation. A time where a lot of Christians begin to prepare not only for Christmas, but they begin to prepare also for the second coming of Jesus Christ, amen. See, Advent is basically a time of preparation. 
right? And as I said, I've never been a part of a church that, you know, celebrates Advent. And, and I'm not saying today that this church is celebrating Advent. What I'm saying is that I began to study. And when I began to study Advent and I began to look it up, it, it really piqued my interest. And uh, I learned that Advent is basically separated into four weeks. And those four weeks have four different themes. And the first theme or the first week is in hope. That actually started last week. Last Sunday started the week of hope. And this week is a week of preparation. And then there is a week of joy. And then there is a week of love or adoration. And uh, as I began to study today, God brought this message to us. And we're going to be talking today on hope. And we'll be focusing on hope today. And really that's what Christmas is all about. Amen. It's all about hope. It's all about hope. It's all about this preparation. It's all about joy. It's all about love. It's all about adoration, okay? See, uh, today we're going to be in Isaiah 9 and 2, and then we're going to read 6 and 7. If you'll join with me on the board there, Danny, if I didn't mess that up. (laughs) The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Can you turn this down just a hair, Kevin? The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. Go to verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born. Amen. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Someone say, Unto us. Amen. Unto us. He is talking about every one of us. Amen. Unto us a child is given. A son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Amen. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, his government and peace shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord host will perform this. Today as I was thinking about this, I'm not the first preacher and I'm sure I'll never be the last preacher that says if anything, if any time that this world ever needed hope is now. Amen. This world needs hope. I really believe that. I believe we are in a time where we are desperate for hope. Amen. We are desperate for some type of hope. And unfortunately, kind of like that old hee-haw song, the world is searching for hope in all the wrong places. Amen. Searching for hope in all the wrong places. They're searching for hope in a vaccine. They're searching for hope in a mask, hope in a politician, hope in a job, hope in a bank account, searching for hope in a retirement plan, a stock market. Maybe even today, searching for hope in a preacher, in a song. Whatever it is, people are looking for hope somewhere. Amen. But see, I think the world today is looking for hope in all the wrong places. See, hope. people are looking for hope around them. Amen. They're looking for hope in front of them. They're looking for hope behind them. But I'm here to tell you today, hope can only found within you. Amen. Hope can only be found within you, and that can only happen if you have Jesus Christ in you. Amen. That can only happen if you have Jesus Christ in you. Hope comes from Jesus. Amen. And our hope can only be found in a relationship with Jesus. You must have a relationship with Jesus Christ today. Listen, hope isn't something we can manufacture. Hope isn't something we can wish for more of. Hope isn't something we can just try to have more of. Hope doesn't come from a pill bottle. Hope doesn't come from a liquor bottle. I'm not trying to be mean today, but hope doesn't come from meditation. Hope doesn't come from power of positive thinking. Okay, see, this world is trying to pollute our minds today to tell us that if we just think positively, then we'll have hope. But I want you to know today, hope only comes from Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hope only comes from the Lord. 
Hope only comes from a relationship in Jesus. I'm, I'm all about trying to be positive, amen. I'm all about that, amen. It's hard for me to do that at times, but I'm all about trying to be positive. But I'm here to tell you today that you better be positive that your relationship is in Jesus, amen. And that's where you get your hope from. Colossians 1 and 27 tells us, To whom God would make known what is the riches of this glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, listen to this, which is in Christ in you, the hope of glory. Pay attention to the last part of that verse. It said, is Christ in you the hope of glory? Amen. See, our hope, our only hope is in Jesus. And that's the beauty of Christmas. Amen. See, Jesus was born a man so that he could live on earth and he could teach us how we should live. Amen. And then he could die on a cross so that the Holy Spirit, so that the Comforter could live within you today. Christmas is beautiful because unless Jesus be born a man... He could never die for your sin, and hope would never be able to live within you. Amen. If Jesus would have stayed in heaven, then hope would have not been within us. But now that Jesus has died on a cross and the Comforter has come, He can live within us. Amen. Hope does not mean we are free from fear. Amen. Hope does not mean we are free from trouble. Hope does not mean we are free from trials. Hope does not mean we are free from problems. Hope does not mean we are free from mistakes. Hope does not mean we are free from temptation. Hope does not mean any of that. Hope can find, be found in every one of those situations, however. Not from, them, not from those situations, amen, but from within us in those situations. Hope can be found today. Sometimes somebody once said that hope is being cheerful in moments of desperation, amen. Hope is to have peace in fear. Hope is to have faith when troubles come. Hope is to know that temptation will not defeat you, amen. Hope means even when we do fail, we know we serve a God that loves and forgives us and shows us mercy. Amen. And hope is not blissful ignorance. Amen. You ever know somebody like that? They're just blissful, blissfully ignorant. Amen. They're just ignorant to all the destruction that's around them. All, they're, they're ignorant to all the destruction that they themselves are causing. Amen. Just blissfully ignorant. That's not hope. Amen. That's just being blissfully ignorant to all the hope, to all the destruction that they're causing. Hope isn't also just wishful thinking. And man, a lot of people think if they just wish for something to happen, it'll happen. And that that's hope. That's not hope. Amen. Hope is a trust that refuses to let circumstances triumph over courage. Amen. Hope is to refuse to let doubt overcome faith. Hope, it, hope is uh, when we refuse to let adversity steal our peace. Amen. See, trials and troubles are coming. You ever seen somebody that has peace in the middle of trials and troubles? troubles you ever seen somebody like that you ever seen somebody at a funeral that looks like they're just have peace about them amen they have hope they have hope today and listen i'm not going to tell you something that that uh, you that a lot of preachers may tell you okay but i just want to keep it real today amen but i want you to know that none of this is easy okay it's not easy to have hope today sometimes See, trust and faith in circumstances that are out of our control is not our default setting. That's not the way that we're made a lot of times, right? See, mankind doesn't handle situations like that easily. In fact, I'm willing to bet today that if you can count on one hand the amount of people you know that refuse to let trials and troubles and adversity steal their joy, right? We can count probably on one hand people that, can, that don't let troubles visibly shake them, right? See, uh, people that are just cool as a cucumber, nothing seems to shake them. 
You don't seem to see that a lot in the world today. Amen? You don't seem to see that. Today we see people that are shaken by everything. Amen? Everything. Everything that's reported on the news shakes people. Everything that they see shakes them today. I want you to know if you know me well, then you know I'm not one of those people either. I'm not one of those people that's not easily shaken. Amen? In fact, I want you to know today that when trouble comes, my first reaction is always to panic. That is my first reaction. I panic first. Amen? If you know me, you know that's the way I am. I panic, I go ahead and get that out there quickly, and then I'll usually come to my senses and be able to help solve the situation in some way or not. I'm just not naturally a calm person. I'm not naturally an unshakable person. Amen? Uh, I believe as I've gotten older, I'm a little bit better at it. My wife and daughter will probably disagree with that, but I'm a little bit better at it as I get older. It's something that I have to work on. Amen? This is something that I have to work on. It's something that I have to pray about constantly amen it's something that i have to keep going to god sometimes god will give you a thorn in your side that keeps you going back to him amen mine is anxiety mine is uh, worrying mine is things like this that keeps me going back to god that keeps me in the in the uh, bible it keeps me praying see sometimes god will give you something like that it'll keep you going back to him okay but see a lot of times in life when troubles come when we hit that brick wall the first emotion is not usually hope amen Whenever we have problems, our first emotion usually isn't hope. You see, hope requires great strength. It also requires great faith. See, hope comes from focusing on a greater vision than what's going on around you. Amen. Hope comes when we think about Jesus instead of the things around us. Amen. Hope comes when we're focusing on God instead of all those things around us. Hope comes from understanding that today's trials are only temporary. Amen. Hope comes from understanding that we may not have this whole life thing figured out. We may not have an answer for every problem that comes our way, but we know we serve a God that does. Amen. You see, I don't have an answer for the problems that's going to face me tomorrow. But see, God's already there working that out for me. Amen. And that's hope today. We may not know the next step of the journey, but God loves us enough to join us in the journey. And even if the journey is going to be difficult, we can have hope today that God will always be in that journey with us. Right. I love the fact that God is not on the other side of the valley of the shadow of death. Amen. God walks through the valley of the shadow of death with us. He doesn't sit there and he doesn't sit there on the other side of the valley and hope we'll make it through. He doesn't sit there and say, man, I'm praying that they'll make it through. He walks through the valley with us. He walks through your trouble with us. He walks through your trial with us today. Hope is trusting that God's promises are true. His words are true. His vision and calling for our life are true and that they are good. Amen. Hope is eternal. Problems in this world are only temporary. Today, problems are only temporary. Trials and troubles in this world are only temporary. I've talked about this many times before, but I've been in a place in my life that I was hopeless. I've been in a place in my life where I was essentially hopeless. I've shared that before, but I was overcome with depression, overcome with anxiety, and that's not easy for me to admit. It's not easy for any man to admit, I would think. But my Bible says that we're made overcomers by our testimony. Amen. Amen. So as long as I continue to give and let people know that I've overcome that, I'm giving God glory for it. You see, but see, God, see, God done that. Amen. God did that. It's nothing that I did. Right? There's, as I said, still rare moments in my life where I face anxiety and I face depression. Amen. But I want you to know those things don't rule me no more. Amen. They don't control me anymore. Amen. My God has control over them. Amen. 
See, I once was hopeless, but now I walk daily in hope. Amen? See, it's nothing I've done, as I said. It's only through walking and trusting in God every day and putting one foot in front of another every day. But you see, one thing I've learned and I've come to realize in this world is I need God. Amen? I need God. See, I can't do it without God. I've had people ask me, why in the world are you at church so much? Amen? Because I need to be at church so much. Amen? I need God. Amen? People ask me, you know, why do you only listen to worship music? Because I need to only listen to worship music. Amen? Amen. Why do you read your Bible so much? Because I have to. I need God. I need to walk daily in His presence. Amen? I need God as close as I can get Him. Amen? As close as I can get God, that's how close I need God, right? Because my hope is in God. Amen? See, my hope isn't in this world. Amen? If my hope was in this world, then I would spend time in doing the things of this world. Right, but my hope is in God, so I will spend my time in doing things for God. And if, if, I'm, if I'm not doing those things every day, I'm afraid that maybe I would wind up hopeless again. If I walked away from God and if I wandered away from God, then maybe I would end up hopeless again. See, I've come to the conclusion that I need hope in my life. Amen? Amen. Amen. I need hope in my life. I don't know your personal situations. I don't know every situation and trouble you need, but I've come to the conclusion also that you need hope in your life. Amen. You need hope in your life also, just as much as I do. And that hope will only come, as I said, through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and walking with Him each and every day. There's a rapper, and I can't remember his name, and, but he said, he had a song that said, No Days Off. Amen. No Days Off. We've got to walk in this relationship daily. Amen. We can't take days off from God. Amen. My beautiful daughter made me a shirt that said, my God is bigger than Sunday. And he is. My God is bigger than Sunday. My God is bigger than a relationship with him on Sunday and Wednesday. We can't have no days off. Amen. Amen. We've got to walk in this relationship each and every day. If you want hope, you'll walk in that relationship each and every day. But if you take days off, amen, that'll begin to beat you down and you won't have hope. Amen. Hope is not groundless expectation, but confidence in something you know is yet to be. Hope is based on promises from God that has already been delivered many times before. Amen. Hope is to know that the last time you needed God, He came through. The time before that, He came through. I want you to know today that the last time you needed God, He was there for you. Amen. The time that you're in right now, God's there for you also. The next time you need God, God will be there for you also. That's hope today, okay? God has a perfect resume. Amen. He is consistent. He is faithful. He is always there. It may not be the way we want it, amen, but God is always faithful and he's always there, amen. It may not be the way we wanted it to happen, amen, but God is faithful and he's true and he's always there for us and it's always for our good, amen. It may not be what we wanted, but it's for our good. We may have many reasons today to have hope. We have many reasons today to believe that God's promises are true, amen. Today, as we get into this first week of December, Amen. We're going to be talking about this hope, and I want to talk about why we can have hope during this Christmas season. I want to look at a few reasons, a few points, if you will. Sister Jenny asked me this morning, how many points do you have? Well, I guess I have four. Amen. I didn't want to tell people I have points, but I do have points. Okay? I always have some type of points. But today is Christmas. Well, this week is, this month is Christmas. Amen. And so we have four reasons today why we can have hope. Right? The first is today we can have hope because God is with us. Amen. God is with us. Matthew 1, 21 through 23 says, And she shall bring forth a son, 
and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Amen. For he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. God is with us. We can have hope today because God is with us. God is not an absentee God. Amen. God is not on a throne somewhere watching us in vain amusement. Amen. Just thinking and hoping that we'll do the right thing. God is truly with us. See, God came so close to us and he was born a man. Amen. A man named Jesus, the son of God. God himself was born a man. He lived with man. He was tempted and he was tried and he was killed by man. He came so close to us, so close that he could show us who he is. Amen. He is hope. Amen. And he is God and God is hope and God is love. And God came to show us that he is hope and he is love today. And to show us not only who he is, but who we are called to be. Amen. We are called to be children of God. And not only called to be his children, but also his followers. We are called to be his followers. You know who, what a follower is? You know what a follower means? It means one who imitates. Jesus came to show us how to live, and we are to imitate that life here on this earth. Amen. Paul wrote in Acts 17 that when he was in Athens preaching the gospel, that he come across an altar of an unknown God. Amen. The Bible says that uh, Paul was in Athens preaching, and he found an altar right there that had an inscription on it that said, this is an altar to the unknown God. He wanted them to know that the God they don't know has come and has made himself known through a person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul said, you no longer have to worship an unknown God. Amen. You no longer have to come to this altar of the unknown God. You can know him today. Amen. You no longer have to long for hope. Hope has come and he's made himself real and he's made himself known to man. See, I believe Jesus is telling us today, you no longer have to long for hope. If you're in this place today and you've been longing for hope, you've been restless for hope, you've been looking for hope, hope is right in front of you. Amen. Hope is right in front of you and it's all around you. Amen. But you will need that hope within you. You will need that hope within you. And the only way you will get that hope within you is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ today. See, Jesus has come to fulfill the scripture. Before Jesus came, man had to fulfill many roles. See, before Jesus came, men needed a prophet to declare the word of the Lord. But see, Jesus is the word. Amen. Before Jesus came, men needed a priest. They needed a priest to make atonement once a year for their sins. But Jesus made atonement once and for all for all our sins. Amen. Before that, they needed a king. They needed a king to include them in their kingdom and to rule over their lives. But Jesus died so that we could have a place in his kingdom. Amen. And we have been declared a royal priesthood. Amen. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus has come. Emmanuel, God with us. We have hope today because God is with us. Amen. Forgiveness, redemption, eternal life, life more abundantly, all of it was fulfilled through Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago on Christmas morning, Emmanuel, God with us. We have hope today because God is with us. Next, we have hope today because God is in us. If you are saved today, Jesus is alive and well. Amen. Amen. And he's alive and well within you. John said in uh, 14 and 23, Danny, Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. Amen. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode in him. That word abode means home. 
I love that Jesus says he will make his home within us. That's pretty awesome. Amen. Jesus has taken up residence in our lives, amen, residence in our hearts, in our lives. But if you pay attention to that verse clearly, it says, if a man loves me, there's an if statement in there, amen. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come into him, amen. Another verse says, if you will keep my commandments. Jesus is saying, as long as you love me, one of his commands said that we will love him first, amen, and we will put... Nothing before him, amen. What's Jesus saying today? That if we'll love him and we'll put him first in our lives, then he will come and he will live within us, amen. Another version says that his teachings, amen, if we'll follow his teachings, we must love him and follow his teachings and he will live within us. He will lead us and he will guide us and we will have hope, amen. Jesus is hope and when hope lives within us, we are led and we are guided by hope. How do people have peace and troubles? They are led and guided by hope today. They're not led by chaos, amen. They're not led by stress. They're not led by the things of this world. So there's too many people in this world that are led by the chaos of the world. You see them every day. They're, they're struggling to get from one day to the next. But see, they're led by the stress and chaos of this world, amen. Someone who has hope in their lives is not led by that. The Bible calls this person a double-minded person, and it says they're unstable in all of their ways. It says the things of this world will push and pull them, and that's the way it is when you don't have hope in your lives. When things come up in your lives and you see something or troubles come and things in this world, maybe you lose your job, maybe you lose your family, whatever it is, and those things dictate how we live, right, because we don't have hope within us, amen. But if we have Jesus in our lives, the things of this world have no effect on us, amen. Amen. Our vision and our hearts are on something greater than this world. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 says this, That ye would grant ye, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love. I love the language of this passage. When Christ is in us, then we are in Christ. Amen. If Jesus is in you today, then you are in Jesus, amen? And we are rooted and we are grounded. Think about that for a minute. If Jesus is in you, you are in him, amen? That's, that's how we can have hope today. That's how we can have hope today. That's how we can have trust and how we can have faith when we are in Jesus and he is in us, amen? John 14 and 20 says this, At that day you shall know that I am in my Father and ye are in me and I in you. Whoa, amen. Think about it. Read that one more time. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I live in you. That is absolutely awesome, right? This is saying that if we are in God, and God is, if we are in Jesus, and Jesus is in the Father, then God is within us, amen? God is with us. We are in Christ, and when Christ is in us, the Father is in us, and we are in the Father through Jesus. That's pretty amazing, ain't it? Where does my hope come from? My hope comes from the Lord, amen? My hope comes from the fact that I am in God, and when I am in God, He is in me, amen? That's where my hope comes from today. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, amen? Old things are passed away, behold, all things are new. See, because God is within us, we have hope today, and all things are gone. Everything is new. We have hope we have a heart change, right? We have been transformed, and now we are being transformed into His image. Amen? All things are gone. All the old things are gone. We have hope now 
because God is in us. We have hope because God is with us. We have hope because God is in us. And thirdly, if that's a thing, I don't know if that's a word or not, but we have hope because God is for us. Amen. So God is with us. He is in us. And God is for us. Romans 8 and 31 and 32 says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, amen, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not within him also freely give us all things? This is a scripture of great hope. If you don't have a scripture of hope, here's you a scripture of hope and encouragement today. To me, it's like a song leading up to this great crescendo, right? You know what that means, right? Great, great crescendo. It's leading up to this great moment of anticipation. And it said, if God is for us, then who can be against us? Amen. If God is for us, who can be against us? If you read these words written by Paul leading up to this great scripture, you will find that Paul has come to the conclusion that there is no other answer than God must be for us. Amen. Amen. See, if you read up to this passage in the scripture, you'll find that God, Paul has come to this conclusion in his mind that God must be for us. Amen. He has to be for us. Amen. See, he has called us. He has redeemed us. He has forgiven us. He has saved us. He has good thoughts for us. He has good plans for us. And there is no other conclusion except God must be for us. God must be for us. That's an amazing thought. That's a life-changing thought. If you can get it into your head today that God is for you, that will change your life forever. Amen. The one true God, the creator of all things, the one that created the heaven and the earth, the one that created anything that comes against you is for you. Amen. He is for you. With him, for us, you could, who could possibly be against you? Right? Things may oppose you. Things may come against you. But what good will it be if God is for you? Amen. The Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. It doesn't say it will not come against us. In fact, it makes it pretty clear that it will come against us. Amen. But it says no weapon formed shall prosper. I got news for you today. There's a lot of people out there worried about the enemy of your soul, worried about Satan. But I want you to know today that Satan was formed by God. He was formed by God. And if he was formed by God, the Bible says he will not prosper against you. Amen. He will not prosper against you. No weapon formed against you shall not prosper. The, weapon, the enemy against your soul will not prosper against you. If we could ever get our minds wrapped around this truth, God is for us, God is not against us, He is here for us, then nothing against us will ever prosper in this earth. See, God has good intentions for your life. In fact, the Bible says in Luke 2 and 14, Glory be to God in the highest, and on, peace, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. God said peace and goodwill toward you. Amen. God is for you. He wants us to know Him, and He wants us to know His peace. There's another scripture that says He'll give us a peace that passeth all understanding. Amen. A peace that this world can't offer. Amen. This world is all the time talking about peace. Amen. My sweet Ashley, where's she at? She was in a pageant last night, and in those pageants, what do they always say? We want world peace. Amen. We always want world peace. Amen. This world is always talking about world peace. Always talking about world peace. I'm here to tell you, there'll never be peace in this world unless we turn our hearts to God. Amen. Amen. Unless we turn our hearts to God, the Bible says that if we'll, if we will just, uh, if we'll pray to God and we'll turn our hearts to Him, He'll heal our land and He'll give us peace. Amen. But we've got to turn to Him and we've got to seek His face first. And then He'll give us peace in our hearts. That's the only place that we'll find peace. God wants us to know Him. He wants us to know His peace. He has set His favor on those that trust in Him and give their lives to Him. 
He has our best interest at heart in all that He does. Amen. And all that He allows and all that He doesn't allow. A lot of people say, why does God allow these things? Why does God allow these things? Or why does God not allow these things? Amen. I want you to know that God has your best interest at heart. Some things are not good for you. And some things are good for you. Amen. But God says He has good plans for you and good thoughts towards you. Amen. And that He's working all things together for your good. Because He sent His very best to redeem you. If you don't ever believe that God has your best interest at heart, think about this scripture. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, amen, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you've ever thought, I don't know if God's for me or not, that scripture tells us that God is definitely for you. He sent His best. He sent His only Son for you. How could He not be for you, amen? The very glory of heaven was sent to you to die for your sins. Amen. Of course, God is for you. This was and is His ultimate expression of how much God loves you and how much God is for you today. If you ever have any doubts, you can look to this one sacrifice as to how much Jesus loves you. He came, He lived, He died, and He rose again. But I'm so thankful He's coming back one more time. Amen. He came once and He died for our sins, but I'm so thankful that one day he's going to come back again and he'll take all of us home with him. Amen. He's for us today. He is for us. We have hope today, first of all, because God is with us. God is in us. God is for us. And lastly today, because God is coming back for us. Amen. John 14 and 3 says, And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive unto you myself that where I am that you may be also. Amen, and I love what this next verse says. It says, and whether I go, you know, the way you know. Amen, the Bible says, you know. You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going, and you know the way. You know the way. Honestly, the hope we seek after, we already know how to find it. We already know how to find it. We already know the way. It's just a matter of doing what we already know. A lot of people say we need to learn this and we need to learn, and it's great to learn, but I'm here to tell you today that if you do what you already know, you'll make heaven your home. But you've got to do what you already know. Amen. We already know that God is the way, the truth, and the life. All we've got to do is give our lives to Him. We already know how to have this hope. Amen. We don't need this fat, stumbling preacher to sit up here and tell you how to get to heaven, and we don't need to tell you how to get this hope we already know. we just got to do what we already know. God says, the way ye know. He is the way. Amen. He is the way. Jesus came so that we may have hope. And one day, He will return so that our lives can live eternally with Him. I'm here to ask you today, are you ready for that? Amen. Amen. Jesus says, where I come, you can come also. Where He goes, you can come also. He also says, you know the way. That leaves us with a choice. He says, where I'm going, you can come and you know the way, the question it is, do you want to come too? Do you want to join Him? See, one day, this earth is going to end. It's going to pass away like that great Amazing Grace song says. This world is going to pass away one of these days. And we'll have a choice. We'll have already made our choice. Amen. We'll have already made our choice. And we'll either live with Jesus eternally, or we'll spend our lives separated from Him in a very terrible place. So today we know the way. I'm going to ask our worship team to come today. I want you to know today that God is very real 
Amen. And He is very, very really with us. Amen. He is very close to us in a very reachable way. There's a great song that we used to sing in my old church that says, reach out and touch Him as He passes by. Amen. Just reach out and touch Him as He passes by. I want you to know today that God desires today to show you who He really is. Today, if you're looking for hope in your life, God desires to give you that hope. Today, if you're in the middle of troubles, in the middle of trials, God desires to give you peace. Amen. He desires to show you that He is that peace. He desires to show you who He really is today. And He desires to give you this hope that we've been talking about. Amen. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's what the first coming of Jesus was all about. It's what God becoming a man was all about. Amen. See, the Word made flesh, the promise made into reality. He lived among us. His perfect plan for us, amen, was to live among us. His plan is also to live in and through us. See, God's already fulfilled the plan to live among us. God is wanting to fulfill the plan to live within us, each and every one of our lives today. The Bible says when we confess our sins and we call on His name in faith, he moves in and He begins to change us. A lot of people don't come to God because they're, they're wanting to get their life straightened out first. But I'm here to tell you today, the only way you'll get your life straightened out is to allow Him to come into you. Amen. Allow Him to take up residence in your life and begin to clean out those things in your life. You'll never be able to clean up your life enough, right? You'll never be able to clean up your life enough. Only He can do that. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. And He'll give us that living hope that we so desperately need. Amen. Jesus came to give us hope, to give us eternal life. He came to live, to give us life abundantly, full of peace, full of love, and full of joy. Amen. And one of these days, He's coming back. Amen. One of these days, He's coming back. Jesus is here today, and He's fully present in this place. I want you to know today, it's not just a story or a fairy tale when we begin to tell people that Jesus is coming back. A lot of people think that we say things like that just to, just to try to trick people into being good here on this earth, right? But I'm here to tell you today that one day Jesus is going to come back. He's going to return, and He's going to return for His bride. And if we have chosen to accept Him in our lives, we can go with Him. And we can go with Him forever, amen? But if not, if not, then we'll be stuck in a very terrible place, always separated from Him completely separated from Him and His presence. While we're here on this earth and there's such great turmoil and such great problems, the only thing that really keeps them from us is mercy and grace. Amen? But I want you to know today that if we don't accept Jesus into our heart one of these days, that mercy and grace is going to end. And there will be judgment on our hearts and on our lives. And all He'll want to know is did we accept His Son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Savior? And it's really not even that hard. Amen. All we have to do is ask Him to come into our hearts and to forgive us of our sins today. And that's what Christmas is about today. It's not about presents. It's not about trees. And it's not about all these things. All those things are great. Amen. But the Christmas is about one thing. And that's Jesus came to give His life for us. Amen. And if we would just give our lives to Him when He comes again, we can go with Him. Amen. Jesus has already come one time to this earth to give our li His life for us. So today, our choice is will we give our lives to Him? 
And the next time he returns, we'll have an opportunity to go with him. Amen. And that's hope. That's our hope today. And that's why we don't give up when things are tough. Amen. The Bible says nothing can separate us from God. Amen. And his great love. Our hope is in the Lord. And we have every reason to trust him. As they begin to play today, we're going to open up these altars.